0: Welcome to the Wisdom and Wellness Parsha podcast, a weekly Eden Center podcast featuring Rabbanit Shani Taragin with insights from the Parsha about women's health, relationships, mikvah and well-being. This podcast is hosted by the Eden Center that is transforming the mikvah experience by educating women how to use mikvah as the natural platform it is to connect to women's health, well-being and healthy relationships. Read our weekly blogs on a range of fascinating topics Download our wonderful publications, learn about our Balaniot and Kala Teacher trainings and support us at theedencenter.com. Rabbanit Shani Tarragon has been a leading force in women's Torah learning and in Eden's work and we are honoured to combine two of her passions, Torah education and empowering us about women's health and well-being. Without further ado, Shani.
1: What a wonderful time for Hitchat for renewal through Eden's Wisdom and Wellness for Women Parsha podcast, as we take a look at this week's Parsha, Parshat Noach, and revisit the theme of Selem Lukim with which we began last week, for after all, the world is recreated this week. As we know, Hashem decides to destroy the world because man has not lived up to his spiritual potential, and he could have chosen any form of destruction, and yet Hashem chose water. What's interesting then is that we naturally associate Parshat Noach with the mabul and woman's wellness, woman's tahara, the waters of tzvila. So the question is clearly, what is the significance of water within the story of Noach and within the story of the vicissitudes of a woman's observance of tahara ta in Judaism, as water is often associated with the mitzvah of mikvah, the requirement to immerse oneself in a natural water bath in order to cleanse oneself of tum'ah, of nida, we know is not necessarily physical dirtiness, but rather a state of of tahara determined by God. The unique power of the mikvah, which interestingly is required to contain 40 seya of water, very reminiscent of the 40 days and 40 nights of a metamorphosis, allows us on a monthly basis to appreciate, as the Maharal explains, a sense of renewal. The Maharal teaches us that the fundamental nature of water is that it's formless. It takes on the shape of its container. The ocean has no pathways or markers, it's completely shapeless, unlike dry land, the Abasham, which has paths formed within it. This is because water represents, as we turn back to last week's Parsha, the initial, initial stage of every creative process. Before something becomes expressed or takes on a physical form and acquires shape, it first stays in a formless and amorphous state, only afterwards does a physical form emerge. And that's why during the original briat HaOlam, the Torah tells us that the water contained the entire world. There was initially can in only water. Only then did dry land emerge from the water. And this is the idea also behind the Mabul. Baruch who wasn't actually destroying the world. As we know, Noah comes out and there's still there's still vegetation within the world. He was recreating the world. He was recreating the the door became so corrupted and selfish that Hashem said, that's it. We're going to start again with a universal selection through the Toledot of Noach. And that's why Hashem immersed the world in water, put the whole world in a huge mikveh bath so that I could go back to its primordial state of formlessness and void. Only once it went back into its original state could then the dry lands emerge once again from the waters recreated. And only once the dry land emerged and the world was birthed once more, did Noach leave his teva, did Noah complete his tevilah. And that's why when we come out of our mother's wombs, we're surrounded by the amniotic fluids, just as the creation of the physical world emerged from a formless water, so too each of us, of us have our own story of creation. We emerge from the waters of our mothers. And our birth, says the Gemara and Sanhedrin, is like the birth of a new world. Maybe that's why the Vilna explains when we're in the womb of our mothers, there's the transcendent Torah beyond this world, beyond the confines of physical shape and time, the very root of reality that each and every fetus is exposed to. So we weren't only shown this level of Torah, but actually learning even our specific Torah, our unique purpose in the world, and how our unique role fits into the larger scheme of the human story. We were given a sense of what Selim Elokim could really be. And we see this not only in this week's Persia, but there are numerous parallels between this week's parsha, of the teva of Noah and the teva of Moshe, the beginnings of the story of the creation of the Jewish people that begin with the salvation of Moshe through a teva, and at the beginning of Am Yisrael as they leave Mitzrayim through the waters of Yamsuf. Suf. The Midrash explains that Am Yisrael actually came out on the same side that they entered Mitzrayim. And what was the purpose of this? The Maharal explains again that Yitzhia Mitzrayim was the creation and the birth of the Jewish people. So just as the creation and the recreation of the world emerged from water, the Jewish people also had to be born from water. So they entered the water, the Yamsuf. Sof. And that the splitting of the Yamsuf was really like the pregnant woman's amniotic waters breaking. They entered as individuals, but they emerged reborn as a nation. So we see that the entire world... And the Jewish nation and every single individual person has a creation story of emerging from formless water into our concrete existence. That's now a better way, I think, of understanding the unique mitzvah or a particular way of understanding the mitzvah of entering the waters of mikvah. When you immerse in the waters of mikvah, you're going back to a pure and formless state, the original state of, of perfection, of a Torah revelation that we had in our mother's womb. We're going back to our roots, to our higher self, to our original source. And by doing so, we wash off all the, uh, the negative influences. We reattach ourselves to our true self and we emerge reborn on a monthly basis and recreating ourselves, taking on a, a new form and shape, being reborn. Now we understand why there are certain times when the mitzvah of mikvah is mandated. A Jewish convert, for example, must immerse him or herself in the waters of mikvah as the final step in the conversion process because a ger kinola dummy, a Jewish convert is considered to be born anew. And therefore, he, she immerses in the mikvah, the medium of recreation, and emerges reborn. He or she entered as an old, maybe even very good version of him or herself, but emerges anew, reborn, ready for a new, a new way of life. And this then is what, as women, we have an opportunity to do. We get to go into our, our teva of waters. We get to immerse ourselves, not for 40 days and 40 nights, but 40 sayah of mikvah to be able to have an opportunity to recreate our identity. And as we look back at the story of Noah, we realize that, as the Medras says, Noach says to Moshe, look, I'm greater than you because I saved myself from the Mabul. And the Midrash actually criticizes Noach. Noach, you only saved yourself. Look at Moshe Rabbeinu. After his 40 days and 40 nights atop at of Harsinai with exactly the same terminology of machini Hashem wants to destroy the world. Moshe wants to say no, Machini nam Moshe is the one to say no. When we're reborn, it also means looking beyond ourselves. Moshe says, "Erase me, Hakadosh and save Am Israel." The exact opposite of Noach, which teaches us that part of the purpose of the waters is also to recreate ourselves beyond our selfish attitudes and our very myopic view of this world, not just to look at ourselves as levado as being alone, but to appreciate that means that we look at everyone else that way too. And that's why, if you remember the source from last week in Perkei Avot, when Rabbi Akiva and Gimel, Mishnah Yudalid says, <laughs> that there is an even greater love that man now knows that he was created and he doesn't quote from the beginning of creation from Perek Aleph and Perek Bet and Parsha Bereshit of the concept of melukim, but rather quotes from this week's Parsha now clearly because man actually wasn't around to know that he was created but when we're reading the Torah we know that man was created so why does Rabbi Akiva choose specifically this pasuk from and the answer lies in the continuum of what Hashem says when Noach comes out of the Teva and he's recreated as it's with the same mandate at the beginning of the creation of man, of Pru or Vu he's told this time that Ba that man, albeit he may be able to consume animals now he cannot cannot kill another person, and the reason for this is elokim. Asa et ha'adam, when Noah comes out of the Teva, Hashem says, okay, now you're going to be reborn, not only as a schut, not only as a merit in the telem HaMalukim, don't only view it, as we discussed last week, Helela Zakein, as an honor to literally take care of the body that Hashem gave us, but now that merit of the body goes hand in hand with responsibilities. And not only responsibilities to ourselves and taking care of ourselves physically and emotionally and psychologically, but kibitzelam elokim asa et adam, and therefore look beyond yourselves. It comes with responsibility not only to yourself but to others. It comes with responsibility of taking care of the physical, emotional, spiritual welfare of others, and therefore you cannot go about and. Just think of yourselves and look at other humans in this world as lesser beings. Hashem wanted us to take the Selam Malukim and translate it into being reborn through responsibilities, through commitments, to edify ourselves religiously and personally. And maybe that's why Noah first had to go into a teva. A teva wherein he would look at himself and at the same time take care of all of all of the creations. Take care of feeding the animals. And with all this, to realize that when he comes out of the Teva, to see beyond himself, the Torah says time and time again, that the concept of a family is going to be created as a result of the Mabel, as opposed to Kayin, who doesn't really have much of a relationship with his parents, who also don't relate much to Hevel, for the first time we see a relationship of a family. We need to go into the teva, the teva that not only is going to be surrounded by waters, but the teva that's also protected. The same terminology that we find not only by Moshe Rabbeinu, but by the Mishkan, the same terminology that creates a bayit ne'eman, protect ourselves from inside and from outside, to watch what comes in our bodies, our mouths, our families, our homes, and also what we bring out to the world, to be careful with those ideas. That's what the tzala alokim that was recreated after the mabul is all about. Protect yourself inside and outside and come back, seeing beyond yourself. Look at all of humanity, but first and foremost, look at your mishpacha. Certainly, during these corona days, we're told, go into our teva. We have a wonderful opportunity to be reborn during these days and to still be able to go to the mikvah during these days. Take an opportunity of the bayit of go into our own teva of the home, and at the same time be surrounded by the waters of mikvah so that we can come out to see beyond ourselves, so that we can come out and look at how we can make this world better. To not just be like Noah, who transformed himself from a tzaddik, from an Isha Lukim to an ish adama, but to be more like that Moshe Rabbeinu, to transform ourselves to an Isha Lukim. And the only way to do that, we're told, is not just like Noah. Ita elukim, ita Noah is not just by walking with God, but like Avraham Rabbeinu. It's to always be walking, to always be moving, to not just focus and be mindful on the current situation. Oh my, we're living during Corona times. This is so frustrating. But to ask ourselves, okay, how is this going to make us better? We're now in a Teva. To already think now, how are we going to come out of our Tevot? How are we going to come out of the waters of Mikvah? How do we want to recreate ourselves? How do we want to recreate our families? How do we want to ultimately recreate this world? Make it a greater, less selfish world, recreate our tzal malukim. And although as women we have this opportunity of doing so on a monthly basis, this year around, this cycle of Torah, we've had a few months in which to do this. I hope that we maximize our Teva, our Mabul and Mikvah waters, and Baisratashem, come out of our Teva, that's protected from inside and from outside. And see the world differently. Recreate ourselves, the melokim, more sensitive to the people around us. Shabbat shalom and chodesh tov
0: Is there someone in your life that you want to honor? Someone who has helped you out or inspired you? Maybe it's a medical professional or a teacher or a Yoetzet who went above and beyond to help you, or a yartzeit or death that you want to mark please consider making a donation to support this podcast in honor of a special person in your life. This episode of Wisdom and Wellness was recorded by Shani Tarragon. Music courtesy of Shimona Gottlieb and is a product of the Eden Center. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please give us a five-star rating, share this podcast on social media and encourage others to subscribe. We welcome your feedback, sponsorships and support. You can reach us at www.thedincentre.com.